Welcome to Style Your Mind, a podcast for women who want to design their thoughts, empower themselves, and build a beautiful life. I'm your host, Kara Alwaleva, best-selling author and master life coach. I am obsessed with women on the edge of change, and I've worked with hundreds of those women all around the world to help them unlock the best version of themselves and fulfill their potential. If you're ready to style your mind and transform your life, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. This episode is sponsored by Melody Pormorati, a twin girl mom, life coach, and author who has literally made girl power her business. She has created a digital course for passionate women who want to bring girls' empowerment workshops to their own communities. Currently, she has 60-plus girl life facilitators sharing her message across the globe. After literally feeling like shit, self-conscious, not good enough, as a young girl, Melody felt it was her calling as a life coach and girl mom to teach girls from a young age how to shine by being who they truly are, not who they're expected to be. She didn't learn how to live a truly empowered life until her 20s and 30s, and she thought, why not introduce girls now to their superpowers from a young age? Imagine how unstoppable they would be if they knew how truly brilliant they were. Melody knew that in her local empowerment workshops, she only had so much reach, so she created a digital course to teach and inspire women to join her on this mission. Girl Life Empowerment sets women up with the A to Z on how to run successful girl power groups in their own communities. The program is a business in a box that teaches women every last detail about how to earn an income while empowering girls in their community. I mean, how cool is that? Go Melody. In this digital course, she provides every tool and guide needed to get women up and running in a matter of weeks. Some of the workshops included our self-love, I am responsible for the world I see, intuition and finding your voice, and of course, nutrition of the mind and body. To date, Melody has 60-plus facilitators, and the Girl Life curriculum is being taught in parts of the U.S., Canada, Singapore, and Guatemala, to name a few. This is the stuff they don't teach in school, so it's imperative that as women, we come together and show our girls that they are already brilliant beyond measure and such powerful creators in their own lives. As a life coach, it's always been Melody's goal to empower women to live their lives to the fullest. By creating this model, women are being elevated spiritually, personally, and financially while they empower young girls to do the same. I don't know about you ladies, but I think that this is brilliant and innovative, and I'm so thrilled that Melody is sponsoring this episode and sharing more about this. So if you want to learn more and become a facilitator for Girl Life, go to getgirlpower.com. And if you want to check out a free module of her course to take it for a testament out in your community, you can check out the show notes and I'm going to link a specific link, especially for all of my Style Your Mind listeners. Melody has offered you a free module to check it out. So check out the show notes for more information. Hi, ladies, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here with you. I hope that you are ready and excited for your brand new week. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, and I thought, you know what? It's been a long time since I've done an Ask Me Anything episode, a Dear Cara episode, if you will. So I put a call out on my Instagram inviting you guys to ask me anything you want to ask me. And I got a ton of questions this morning, so I'll probably wind up doing this in two parts. I'll probably do a part two later on in the week, but I thought it would be fun. I know that I get a lot of DMs, and I can't always respond to them, and sometimes I'll get the same DM or the same email a couple of times from different people. So this is a really cool way to just kind of pull together 
a lot of questions that you have for me. I think that you will probably hear me answer a question that might've been on your mind. So it's just kind of a cool way to spread the information to the masses. I got a lot of questions here, a lot of stuff about my plant-based, um, nutrition, a lot of questions around work and career and success. Um, a lot of questions around just kind of being your best self and staying inspired and giving yourself grace. So we're going to dig into a lot of stuff today. So get ready. If I miss your question today, don't worry, hang on. Like I said, I'm going to do a part two, probably start doing these at least once a month. Okay. So let's dig in. The first question comes from Irene and she says, how to inspire authentically about your life with your tribe when you're a professional coach. Okay. So Irene, what I'm getting from that is that you feel like you want to share things, but maybe you're a little bit worried that people might not take you seriously. People may not like you. People may not want to hear about your own life, your authentic self. My answer to that is you must share authentically. You must be who you are. You must not worry about what people are going to think about you. I think we get so caught up sometimes in fearing the opinions of others that we become so quiet and we really reserve the best parts of ourselves because of the fear of what other people are going to think. So that one thing about you that you may be nervous about, that you may be afraid to share, may be the very thing that separates you from all the other coaches out there. It may be the very thing that people are so drawn to and the right people are drawn to, right? Because we don't want to attract everybody. If you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So you've got to be true. You have to have the courage of your convictions. As I always say, that's what my mom taught me. And I always remind myself of that. I share things sometimes that I know might ruffle a few feathers or might make people uncomfortable, but it's my truth. And if I don't share my truth, I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm doing a disservice to all of the women that I can help empower, educate, and transform with whatever it is that I'm sharing. So Irene, to sum that up for you, you've got to be yourself. There is no other choice in the matter. If you want to feel good, if you want to lay your head on the pillow every single night, knowing that you showed up in the world as your best self, you have to be authentic. The next question comes from Monica and she says, do you have any hacks for coping with a job you weren't loving aside from thinking of it as an angel investor for your side hustle? Okay. So you guys know that I worked at MTV. I was there for eight years, six out of those eight years, I was building the champagne diet blog and then became a life coach and wrote three of my books while I was working full time. And I didn't love my job. I did not love my day job. I liked the people that I worked with, but I hated commuting to Times Square every day. I was on the 48th floor of the Viacom building. It just brought a lot of stress and anxiety to my life. And I was bored to tears, honestly, every single day in that job. I was grateful for the job, but I was bored. I didn't want to be there. So in terms of hacks for coping, I think number one, first and foremost, you have to have gratitude for that job. There are so many people out there who are terrified of how they're going to pay their rent in, in three or four days, right? This is the end of the month. They don't have a job. They can't pay bills. They may have children that they can't feed because they're on unemployment or worse. They just have no money coming in. So the fact that you have a job sets you apart from a lot of people and it is worth being thankful for. Everything that we have is worth being grateful for, even if it's not our ideal situation. So I would suggest spending a little bit of time in meditation this week, even if it's five, six, seven minutes with your eyes closed, just in deep, deep gratitude 
for the fact that you're able to pay your bills, you're able to feed yourself and your family, you have a roof over your head, and you have the blessing of having work because not everyone has that. The second piece of it is make sure that you're actively finding solutions to not loving that job, meaning either A, looking for something else that you can use to you know, sustain you while you're building your business on the side. Because from what I take it from your question, you've got a side hustle, something you're enjoying doing, but you're not quite ready to make that leap. Is there something else you could do full-time that would be either closer to your side hustle, something that maybe you could take those skills and transfer them? Is there something else you could do that's maybe a little bit less stressful? Maybe something that's unconventional. I'm not sure what you do for work, but I'm assuming maybe you have a nine to five, a typical desk job, or maybe you're deep in a career. Maybe you are, you know, in a corporate situation and you have an executive level position that's stressful. Whatever it is, remember, there is no box to fit inside of. There is no shame in going and getting a retail job or you know, working in your neighborhood, in your community and doing something that's an alternative to the nine to five grind that might be a little bit less stressful for you so that you can ease up on that feeling of, you know, anxiety or just not liking what you're doing and then be free to put more time into your passion and grow that side hustle so that ultimately it can replace that income. Okay. And Rachel asked, how is your weight loss going now that you are plant-based? I would love to make the switch, but I'm nervous I won't be able to lose weight with higher carb proteins. That's a really common question. I'm answering this one specifically because I've gotten so many DMs around this question. And I've got to tell you, I'm happy to report that I've lost six pounds actually, very naturally. Uh, I have not been obsessing over calories or carbs or any of that stuff. And I'm going to tell you why. There is a big difference between just following a vegan diet or a plant-based diet and actually following a balanced whole foods plant-based diet. So I'm doing the latter. I'm eating a plant-based diet or a vegan diet, right? If you will, we can interchange those terms when we're talking about 100% plant-based. That's the same as a vegan diet. I'm eating this way and I'm eating really balanced. So I'm eating fresh vegetables. Those are always the base of my meal. I'm making sure that every single meal, including breakfast a lot of the time, you guys, not always, but a lot of times is rooted in vegetables. I'm eating fresh fruits, uh, I'm eating whole grains. I'm eating nuts. I'm eating nut butters. I'm eating things like beans for protein. I probably eat beans like twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Beans are an incredible source of protein for you. And I just urge you not to freak out about the carbohydrates because if you're truly following a balanced diet, unless you're having refined carbs, unless you're eating big bowls of pasta at every meal, you're probably not going to gain weight from eating beans. You're probably not going to overeat on a sweet potato or on quinoa or brown rice, right? So the foods on a whole foods plant-based diet are much naturally lower in calories than eating meat or eating dairy. You're eating, if you're basing your plate, like if you picture your plate, for example, let's think about lunchtime, right? If you're looking down at your plate and about half that plate is vegetables and about a quarter of that plate is beans and the other quarter of that plate is brown rice, right? It's hard to gain weight eating like that. That's a very nicely balanced, nourishing meal. So I want you to just try to take the focus off of weight loss if you're doing this and just focus on eating really, really nutrient-dense, healthy, whole foods. If it comes from the ground, it's really good for you in most cases, right? 
I also encourage you guys to look up a doctor. His name is Dr. Michael Greger. It's spelled G-R-E-G-E-R. And he wrote a New York Times bestselling book called How Not to Die. And he is all about advocating for a plant-based lifestyle. He believes that it can prevent and actually reverse heart disease in some cases. He's a genius. You just have to go on YouTube and look at interviews with him. He's incredible. But he's got this thing called the Daily Dozen. And it's sort of like a guideline to making sure that you're eating a very balanced, well-rounded, nutrient-dense, whole foods, plant-based diet. And he says that we should be eating three servings of beans every day, three servings of fruits, uh, two servings of greens, one serving of flaxseed, greens, nuts, uh, vegetables, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and berries. And he also thinks that we should be having a quarter teaspoon of turmeric per day, which I also happen to agree with. Turmeric has incredible health benefits for you. He also believes in exercise, 90 minutes per day of moderate exercise, like walking, 40 minutes a day of vigorous exercise, and obviously lots and lots of water. He also recommends making sure that you're getting your serving of B12, vitamin B12, vitamin D. So I take a multivitamin. I've talked about this before. The brand is called New Chapter, and I take the high-energy multivitamin every single day, which has B12, B6, D, and everything else that we need. So again, do your own research. Go by how you feel, but I just really want to point out that For me, the weight loss piece has been so easy and it's not been a focus. It's not anything that I'm stressing out over, but when you're just eating really, really well, when you're eating high quality food, I believe that your body just kind of settles into a healthier weight. Like I I shed these six pounds without even trying. So give that a try and see how you feel. Okay. Roxy asks, will the Chanel's ever come back out of retirement, even if you're still vegan? Well, first of all, Roxy, I will be vegan for the rest of my life. I can tell you that 100%. I am never, ever, ever going back to eating dairy or eating meat. And in terms of leather, I don't foresee myself wearing leather ever again either. It goes hand in hand with the food piece. I mean, my biggest, biggest, you know, shift, the thing that's really clicked for me in terms of being vegan is just animal compassion and just really feeling so strongly about, you know, being against the mistreatment and abuse and slaughter of animals, especially when it comes to something like a handbag. I mean, I said this last week on the podcast, you guys can, you know, do your own research on this. Just Google what goes on in the leather industry. Check it out. I mean, the, the idea of wearing like a tortured animal skin just for fashion, just so I can feel like I'm being stylish just seems so crazy to me. And I know it probably sounds crazy to you guys because it it seems like it's been such a big shift. It seems like it's been such a quick shift, right? It was like, well, three weeks ago, Carrie, you had your Chanel bag on. It's because I never took the time to educate myself. And, you know, if I say that I have an open mind in all areas, right? Because I do, I'm very open-minded. I love to learn. I love to, you know, find new things out. I believe that knowledge is power. Well, then how could I just ignore this one very big thing? So, The food piece was the one, you know, my introduction, I guess, to veganism and feeling really strongly about not killing animals and not mistreating animals and eating animals. And then the fashion piece and the beauty piece and all of that just followed naturally. Okay, so we're going to shift gears a little bit. This one is for all my boss babes. Miss Milikos asks, any tips on how to sell your first product, aka an ebook, on Instagram without paying for promos? Okay. So first of all, I actually think you shouldn't pay for promos when you're beginning, when you're starting out in your career, because this is an awesome time to 
Number one, test the market, test the audience that you do have and see how they respond to whatever it is that you're selling and also build a relationship with your audience. I think we're so in a rush to make money and to be successful in our business. Like if this is your first product, like you said, I would really take a good hard look at your brand and ask yourself, how long have I been delivering free, valuable content to my audience before putting a product in front of them? So how long have I spent really creating and nurturing a relationship with my audience, building trust with my audience by providing them with information that they already know is useful because I've been sharing it for so many months or years or whatever it is, however long you've been doing what you do. And why would they want to buy this product from me? Well, they want to buy the product because they already love what I'm putting out there. So if you're paying, if you want to skip that whole process and you have an ebook and you just want to pay for promos, you may make some sales, but the audience is going to be very different versus the audience that you've actually nurtured yourself. So I hope that makes sense. And you can sort of wrap your brain around that. Like if you're just kind of putting something out there randomly, people may buy the book, but they may know nothing about you. They may not know what inspired you to write the book. They may have never experienced you before. So they're going to go into that experience of reading your book with a very different perspective of you, with a very different view of you. It's not to say that's a bad thing, but I just think that there's more value in creating a relationship with your audience and showing them who you are and what you've got before you sell to them. And I can tell you that from my own experience, when I go on Amazon and I read reviews from my fans, from people who have been following me for years or even a few months, they're glowing reviews. They are thoughtful reviews. They're reviews that are personal. When I see like somebody ripping me apart on Amazon that read literally says they only got to page two of my book and then put it down, they don't know me. They don't know what I stand for. They don't know who I am. They don't know anything about me and my beliefs and my story. So of course, they're probably going to look at that book. And if something, if they, you know, something turns them off in that book, they're going to feel inclined to just jump on Amazon and write a shitty review or put the book down and never give it a chance because they never took the time to get to know me first. So I understand that that could sound a little bit time consuming and maybe it's frustrating to think, oh, I just wish I could just pay for this exposure. I wish I could just pay for my audience. I wish I could just pay to have people buy my book, but it's actually, I think, could hurt you in the long run. I think that you're much better off just developing patience and reminding yourself that every overnight success story is 10 years in the making, literally, because I feel like that's exactly what happened with me. I've been doing what I do for 11 years and I'm, you know, feel like I'm just scratching the surface in terms of like success. So I don't want to discourage you. I don't want it to sound like it's going to take you, you know, 10 years to ever sell a book. But I do want to encourage you to be patient. I do want to encourage you to put out as much free, valuable content to your audience as possible. Make sure that you have an email list. Please, anyone listening right now with the business, if you do not have an email list, you're really doing yourself a major disservice, right? Because social media is great. It's great to communicate on there. It's a wonderful tool. I love Instagram. You guys know I'm on there every single day. But not everybody checks Instagram every day. We become reliant on algorithms and whether or not Instagram is going to show our posts to everyone. If you can get into someone's inbox and have that intimate conversation with them and provide them value, it's a whole different experience. So what I would recommend to you is 
create at least one piece of valuable content every single day that you're posting on social media. Talk to your email list. Get one email in a week. If you don't have an email list, sign up for one. You can easily do that. I use Constant Contact. A lot of people love MailChimp. There's tons of them out there. Start encouraging people to sign up and start telling them, hey, I'm going to start sending you love letters. I'm going to start sending you inspiration. I'm going to give you sneak peeks of behind the scenes of my work. I'm going to give you a bonus chapter of this book. Like, Give them an incentive, communicate with them often, and give them a reason to buy from you. All right, ladies, so I am going to wrap up the questions here, but I do want to leave you with a reminder to please go and check out our wonderful sponsor, Melody. She is the creator of Girl Life. You can go to getgirlpower.com to sign up for her program and become a Girl Life facilitator. You can also take a free module of her course, take it out for a testament in your community. It's an amazing opportunity to start a side hustle, to have your own business, and to empower girls in the process. All right. Thank you, ladies, as always, for tuning in. I hope that you loved this episode, and I will be back later in the week with more. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I would love it if you guys could leave me a review on iTunes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog and where you can find all of my books, visit me at thechampagnediet.com. And for daily inspiration, including uplifting quotes, mantras, and of course, pretty pictures, come hang with me on Instagram at thechampagnediet. Until next time.